You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTEP fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brodus and Sal Montez. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube Go Studios with your host, Adrian Brodes. All right, Minor Talk is live. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency for home, auto, and life insurance needs. Contact the great people at the Oscar Arieta Agency. I'm Adrian Bradas. He's Sal Montes. We're getting started here on Minor Talk. The first time in seven years UTEP is bowl eligible. The Miners got off to an early lead in this one. It was running back Deion Hankins with a pair of touchdowns in the first half. Jadrian Taylor coming up big. Three and a half sacks in the first half. A stable UTEP defense defense in the second half that held Louisiana Tech to just three points. Austin Kendall, the quarterback, who was a graduate transfer from Western Kentucky, had three interceptions today. Credit Tyrese Knight, the linebacker for UTEP. Uh, safety Tyson Wilson, along with cornerback Tory Richardson, for all snagging interceptions today for that UTEP defense. Uh, four offensive turnovers in this game, but they shrug it off. Running back Deion Hankins had two fumbles. Ronald Awad had a fumble tonight as well. And so did uh, Gavin Hardison. He had an interception today. Only three points allowed uh, against this UTEP defense. Best defensive performance I've ever witnessed, uh, you know, in person. 18,000 sounded loud at the Sun Bowl. And UTEP can realistically now probably win eight to nine games the way that they're playing right now. The momentum that they have. I'm so happy for the great city of El Paso. Our phone number is 880-5763. That's our telephone number. We'll load up the phone lines right now. We'll uh, we'll send it off to Salmon. We'll send it off also to Steve Kaplowitz, who's joining us as well. Sal, we'll start with you. What a game. Yeah, this defense is incredible, Adrian. Uh, I want to say the story of the game. That's obvious. But uh, the story of the season as well, we've kind of been seeing it unfold. Uh, We got a sneak peek of how good this defense can be when they took on New Mexico State. And something that really uh, stuck out with me was with Coach Dimmel in his pregame interview. He mentioned how the practice this week was probably the best they've had all season uh, next to the practice against New Mexico State. What were the amount of points scored for both teams in those games? You know what I mean? Three. Yeah, so there you go. This defense had a lot of time, but well, I mean, they they were ready for this one, and they had a all season pretty much to kind of uh, boggle down on an identity. And I think we found the identity, Adrian. It's the defense. It really is. This defense has proven that they're not only good, they they could be elite in Conference USA. And I, I think that's something that UTEP defenses have not uh, been able to say at all. We'll turn it to you, Steve. UTEP defeats Louisiana Tech. We thought maybe this game would close, be close. Maybe it could even uh, you know be a 50-50 ball game. But UTEP truly dominated in the first half. They had a little bit of struggles in the second half, including those you know four total turnovers they had offensively. But they were able to shrug it off because of that stout defense. Yeah, the defense was amazing. I mean, look at the defense went ahead and they dominated the offensive line that Louisiana Tech had all game. And it's interesting because when we were talking 
um, to Ben Carlisle, who covers LaTeX for Rivals. He told us that the one thing he was concerned about was the offensive line because uh, they, you know, as good as they've looked offensively, the line hasn't been great. And the defense just overpowered them all night long. I mean, you think about the fumbles, all right? And, and the three fumbles and then the interception. I mean, this easily could have been a 30-35-point UTEP win tonight as opposed to 19-3 to because they were driving on a couple of those when they turned it over. So all of a sudden, if UTEP doesn't put themselves in that position, it's, uh, it, it's a big blowout. It really would be, would have been. I, I wonder if UTEP would have finished some of those drives. I, I mean, of course, you can nitpick here and there, but uh, right now you just got to give all the credit to that defensive front, like you mentioned, Steve. Uh, also very impressed with the secondary. I think this was yep. a big challenge for this UTEP secondary where they're going up against a passing offense that's ranked top 25 in the country. They came up really big in the first half. Sure, Louisiana Tech was able to move the ball, but they could only get three points out of this entire game. Yeah, exactly right. That's what's so amazing is that there were times where the UTEP defense was bending, but it wouldn't break. And I mean, you think about those, you got to love it when the defense comes up big on fourth down. And I think it was interesting because Skip Holtz tried early on to test the defense on fourth down and short, less than a yard, and they ran the ball and the Miners held them. And it was interesting, too, that they went to the shotgun. I mean, you need a yard. Why are you going back in the shotgun when you hand the ball off? Suddenly, your running back is six yards behind the line of scrimmage to try to get that first down. But the defense just kept coming up big all night long. And even when it seemed like LaTeX was going to drive late, the uh, interceptions were huge. So, again, I'm so excited for the football team and the defense because, you know what, Um, this was a legit team. I mean, this is a team that scored all season long against top 25 opponents, um, and they've been in every game. And this was just a game that the Miners jumped on them early and LaTeX was just never in sync, never in this football game. Steve, what, what was your thoughts on the crowd? Everybody had, had to make it a big deal today going up, leading up to this one, uh, you know, packing the Sun Bowl or trying to get as many butts in the seats. Then we get the attendance number. It's 18,468 uh, attendees here at the Sun Bowl. I thought it was a loud crowd. I, I thought it was pretty good for, for what we kind of initially thought earlier this week. The crowd was fine. I mean, they didn't get to 20, but they weren't far off. And the fact is, is that, you know, there's still a lot of fans wait and see. They, they, weren't, they didn't believe after the first six games. They still said, well, the opponents are garbage. Let's see what happens now when they play a good team. And, and you know what? People know La Tech is a legitimate football team. They are every year. UTEP has never beaten Skip Holtz until tonight. First time in 12 tries they beat him. And, and now, hopefully, it makes believers out of more people. I'll be interested to see how many people start to hop on the bandwagon. It's really interesting right now because think about it, guys. I mean, a lot of people are talking about this team, about this game, and we know El Paso, and we know what it is. It's a bandwagon sports town, and I think there's going to be, besides your core fans that are with you game in, game out, do or die, there's those other fans that when it becomes a hot thing to do, a trendy thing to do, and they realize it's a really good football team, they want to become part of it. And you want to know something? These last two home games, the prices get cheaper, not more expensive, they get cheaper than they were all year long. Um, so now all of a sudden, the fans are enticed because suddenly the tickets are more affordable and the team, as they're starting to find out, is legit. Steve, we appreciate you uh, stopping by here with us to start minor talk today. Uh, UTEP is now 6-1 and one on the season. I, hey, they could definitely win eight or nine games now the, uh, when you look at the rest of their schedule for sure. 
I predicted seven at the start of the year. You predicted six. And we were being optimistic at the time because we thought they were going to capitalize on those early non-conference wins. And all they've done is they've just continued to roll in Conference USA. They're fun to watch. They're, you know, the defense is amazing. And again, offense tonight could have scored more points had they not turned it over. Sal, Mr. Brodus, have a great rest of your show, and I'll be listening tonight. I appreciate it, Steve. Thanks, Take care. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. As we get started here on Minor Talk, we're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Let's go to Twitter real quick before we get to Alex, who's joining us on line one. Uh, first off, it's Ed McDonald checking in on Twitter. Bowling, baby. We're going to a bowl. Yahoo. Uh, Dick Poe tweets the show. Best story in college football. All things Things and sports tweets us. Do we see them ranked in the top 25 this week? You got to see UTSA ranked tw- top 25 yeah, first. You know and, what? Come on, man. Yeah, no. you know what? I, I like the idea because that's where they could be at. Uh, they, But as crazy as it sounds, they still got a lot more work to do if they want to be in that spot. But uh, if, if there's any team from Conference USA, Adrian, it's got to be UTSA. They put up 45 to Rice's nothing today. Incredible, incredible game. And just seeing the tweets from uh, from all the UTSA fans, that place was loud. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, hey, we're talking, what, two, three weeks from now? Uh, UTSA coming here to the Sun Bowl yeah. that first weekend of November. That's going to be a really, really interesting game. UTEP's had, uh, you know, before you know, coming into this game, they had a really tough three-game stretch. It's, it's uh, of course, tonight against Louisiana Tech. Next week, uh, you know, two weeks from now against Florida Atlantic, which should be a really interesting game. And then UTSA. So uh, three-game stretch for UTEP. I was saying on Sports Talk this week, if they get one win out of these three, that's a success in my book. Looks like they could get either two or three just the way that they've been playing, especially defensively, Sal. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm really impressed with tonight. The defense was real strong. Let, let's get it going. Let's get some minor talk started. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com. This man has been known as pretty much the El Paso um, you know, fan that doesn't live here in the Sun City. He's all over Twitter, all over social media. Love his show that he does as well. He's Alex Funderburk, who's joining us on Minor Talk. Alex, really appreciate you hanging with us so late. What do you think of this one for the Miners? Hey, thanks for having me on. And trust me, it's well worth staying up to almost 2 o'clock in the morning here in, in uh, Orlando. But, um, no, what a game, man. Like, <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. And, look, I mean, what what? I, just what a game. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. Going into this game, I did not expect them to beat Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech has played a really hard schedule, and they've kind of found ways to lose um, against some big Power 5 teams. So, I, 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 I didn't know what to expect. You know, I thought it was going to be close, but I thought Louisiana Tech was going to come out. And how about a – how about that Miners defense, man? Like, they look legit. And I, I, I mean, I was telling my roommates, like, this team, like, looks really good and not just because they played a weak schedule. Like, this team looks like they could win uh, eight games in nine games. I like it, Alex. Hey, good stuff, man. Uh, what uh, Now, tell our listeners where they can find you because I love the videos that you've been posting. I love the YouTube channel as well. And uh, you get real fired up for these UTEP games, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's been a ton of fun. I mean, uh, so at UCF here, I'm a senior, and we have a sports network called Hitting the Field, and I'm the host of our main show. And the last segment of our show, I get to just talk about whatever I want for five minutes. And after the Old Dominion game, 
uh, when UTEP got the 4-1, and one, I was like, you know what? I have no connections to UTEP whatsoever or El Paso, but this is a great story. Um, and I decided to talk about it. And um, UTEP fans found it, and they have been amazing to me and hitting the field since. And uh, it's, it's culminating in a trip to El Paso for the UTSA game. So I will be in El Paso for that. And you can follow us on Hitting the Field. We're hitting the field on Twitter, hitting the field on YouTube. You can find me at Alex Funderburk on every social media. Hey, Alex, great job, man. Really appreciate you stopping by here to Minor Talk. We can't wait to have you here in studio when you stop by here the Sun City. For sure. I'm, I'm very excited, man. All right, Alex Funderburg. Alex, thank you, man. Hey, joins us here on Minor Talk. Really appreciate that. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Let's keep things rolling. Mark joins us next here on the phone lines. Eight eight zero five seven six three. We got one line available, and as we continue here on Minor Talk, Mark, what's going on, man? What do you think of tonight's win? Awesome. Remember, I told you a while back that the Miners would win nine games. Yes, sir. You did. You called it, Mark. They're going to win. I'm going to change that. The defense is going to win nine games. This offense needs to get their stuff together. If the offense could get a little bit more points on the board, this team would be awesome. But their defense is awesome. They will win nine games, if not more. But the offense has got to score. But my main point is I am disappointed with this crowd. Mm. Mark, you've been consistent with this. Every week you call I mean, us you, like you call us, and you're upset with the crowd. We get 15,000 people for a high school football game. Here you barely get... 16, 17, maybe 18,000 for Division One football? Really? And I just met a guy from work that told me when the Cowboys were here for a scrimmage, a scrimmage, and they the stadium was full for a scrimmage, for like a practice yep. scrimmage. I cannot believe it. If the people would support the Miners like they support the stupid Cowboys or stupid soccer, this team would really be awesome. You know, Mark, uh, and hey, man, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I, I get it. You you call in and you tell us this every week, and I, I understand your frustration with a program like UTEP that has garnered the success that they've had this season. The problem is, Mark, there are a lot of fans who are outside of this kind of bubble that's you know currently going to UTEP football games who, who looks at the years past, and they look two years ago, they look three years ago, and they see, oh, you know, UTEP is not a good football team. And they are very skeptical. They're cautiously optimistic and waiting for UTEP to actually prove to them time and time again that they're a good team. Now, I mean, what else do, do they, they need to do? I mean, come on. UTEP defeats Louisiana Tech, a team that they never beat. Historically, UTEP never beats Louisiana well, Tech. They, they haven't beat them, what, since 2004, Sal? La Tech goes into this game on an eight-game win streak against the Miners, and UTEP completely dominates them. So they haven't beaten them since 04, right? Right. right, but they haven't beaten or um, miners have not beaten a Skip Holtz team ever. ever. But the miners hadn't beaten the Bulldogs in El Paso since 1939. Bam, 1939, Adrian. Wow, Sal, great Te- stat right there. Texas Western. They might not even have been Texas Western at that time. Uh, college, I don't know. College of Mines, yeah, maybe one of those. Yeah. Let's go to Rob next. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Appreciate the phone call from Mark. Let's go to Rob, who's joining us on the phone lines. Rob, I know you're fired up about this one. Yeah, man, for sure. I'm I'm really really fired up, but I, I want to break down my call into two segments. But the first part is about the game, and um, I I think this is the biggest win in the Dana, the Dana Demo era. Like, oh, not I, even close. Not even close. Yeah. Yes, exactly. of course. Yeah, yeah. 
because I thought before this the biggest win was that that Rice game where they broke the streak, but this by far exceeded um, expectations. They they opened up as a nine a nine and a half point dog at home, and they crossed they crossed the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. And if if a lot of people don't know, uh, Louisiana Tech, you know. They played Mississippi State, an SEC team, to the wire, and then they went to NC State and played them to the wire in a one-possession game, and that NC State team smashed Clemson at home. So that was the type of team that the Myers were dealing with, and they completely shut them down. Like, that was my key takeaway was, like, how dominant the Miners' defense was. Uh, that's my biggest takeaway from this season is that that defensive coordinator? Yep, like has, has been a blessing, and and you know, um, not just praise I'm a holy, but um, that guy number eleven. Yeah, Jadrian Taylor and praise Amayule, shake and bake is what they call themselves. I love it. Yeah, and Stewart and like you know that quarterback was a grad transfer, and you know he was really good. Like he he moved he maneuvered around the pocket, amazing and. They still denied him everything that he wanted to do. And to hold that team to without a touchdown with what they've done all year, like that is the most impressive thing that I think this UTEP team has done all year, like by far. It's not even close. Not even close. Hey, Rob, I appreciate it, man. Great job. Thanks for the phone call, and I appreciate you weighing in. 8805763, telephone number as we continue. Hey, Rob is right. This is the best defensive performance I've seen uh, maybe ever from UTEP football. I, I don't think I've ever seen a better defensive performance in my life, at least. I, I would love to know from our callers or our you know people on Twitter if they remember any better um, you know UTEP defensive performance than what we saw tonight. Want to get to Twitter real quick. There's a lot of tweets to get to. So many people are checking in on social media. Sleepy Kevin tweets the program. UTEP football is bowl eligible for the first time in seven years. Hashtag picks up. Also, League Pass tweets the show. UTEP football is now bowl eligible. Hey, a a lot of um, commonalities right here from our Twitter followers. Joe Chacon checks in. Miners are 6-1. Hashtag picks up. Ryan Guzman tweets us. Coach Pivido had this defensive man ready to play. Someone give it up for the job he's done this year. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, this is the time to talk about this one because... Dana Dimmel at the end of 2020 sees his defense have some strides, have the success, yet he still decides to move on from previous defensive coordinator, Mike Cox. He wants to improve it. He wants to take this defense to another level. So he hires Bradley Dale Pivito, who comes in as the new defensive coordinator. A lot of interesting, you know, a lot of buzz around the offseason wondering, oh, you know, if you really truly improved in 2020, why'd you get all these new coordinators? Why'd you get, uh, and it's, uh, you know, some new coaches in your staff? Well, This is exactly why UTEP is in the top 15 in total defense in the country right now. They're going to go up in that statistic category. Now they'll be known across Conference USA as this stout defense. You know, they've got the guys up front. They've got the defensive line with Mm -hmm. Praise Amehule and Jadrian Taylor on on opposite ends for the edge rushers. They've got the secondary now that's coming together with Davion Inyang, the hard hitter. You've got depth in your secondary. Seeing guys 
guys like Tory Richardson getting an interception uh, interception in this game. Tyson Wilson also coming big with an interception. That's huge. You're getting uh, a huge play from even your twos in those guys. And then how about uh, a guy like Tyrese Knight, who's really come on in a big way at the linebacker group, along with his co-linebacker, Breon Hayward. Uh, Tyrese Knight gets an interception in the end zone. I mean, Louisiana Tech could have cut this to maybe a one-score game, maybe a you know a nine-point game. But no, Tyrese Knight gets an interception in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. This defense holds stout. How about that safety back? Back-to-back weeks yeah. of safeties for this UTEP defense. I mean, just so much uh, that you could praise this defense for. No pun intended. Uh, I see what you did there. But uh, all of that, Adrian, and for special teams, uh, Sloan. Josh Sloan doing an amazing job today. Five punts, averaging forty, just under 44 yards upon 219, the longest of 62. But the biggest one, of course, the one that gets that perfect roll right around the one-yard line, and that helps that defense. And what we're noticing with this defense Adrian, is that when they notice that there's a chance to capitalize, they're more than likely going to do that. If that's a turnover, tackle for loss, um, you know, sometimes both (laughs) at the same time, this defense is pretty much just pouncing on any opportunity. But Mondo said this best during the game that even though they they might celebrate here and there after a big play, one, it's well earned, but two, it's business. You know, let's get over to the next play. That's the mentality that they have. Sal, this one, uh, this one key play, or not not even play, it was just Mm. a switch from the third quarter to the fourth quarter. The defense literally, like the third quarter ends, the defense literally sprints all the way down the field. I was like, what is going on? This defense is so fired up right now. I love it. Yeah, they mentioned that too and uh, I mean shows that they want to not only do they want to play but they're going to be ready to play I'm with you man hey Joe Chacon tweets us six and one minors conference champions question mark not too far-fetched now hashtag repping from Cali now hashtag my neighbor is a Bama fan but prefers <laughs> to watch minor games hashtag here's to an 11 win season I love that right there from our pal Joe Chacon on Twitter let's go to Jason who's joining us on the phone lines right now 8805763 Jason what's going on on hi guys that's the game tonight it was exciting as hell oh it was jason it, re- it uh, really was give me give me your takeaways from this game well the defense was amazing but the offense needs to cut those turnovers those can be killers yeah oh big time i mean hey the the three fumbles from your running backs two from the home, uh, your your very own homegrown talent and Deion Hankins who by the way had two touchdowns so let's not knock uh, Deion too much and I, I really don't want to hear too much Deion slander been a great tailback never really uh, you, you never really see him fumble before so uh, you, you know I, I get it he had a really really tough game but I'm, I'm sure he'll bounce back well if we can beat UTSA and UAB I think we can run the table wow wow I love it. So you're those, saying those UTSA, are, UAB, those are the big ifs. You think that FAU, yes. Rice, North Texas, those are wins for UTEP? I think, yes, they are. The ones, but those two games are the ones that, that can separate from the us win conference and not. I completely agree with you, Jason. Actually, I wrote it down right here. I think UTEP can beat FAU, Rice, North Texas. I think the you know the 50-50 ones, the ones they, in my opinion, they might lose UTSA, UAB. But uh, great job, Jason. I, I think you're you're but, spot on. But at least those teams are here at home, not on the road. Good That's point. The good 
Yeah, good point, Jason. Hey, appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. 880-5763, telephone numbers you get into the show. You know, Jason's totally right. It's important to kind of look ahead uh, as you look forward to UTEP football and the rest of their schedule. Now that they're starting 6-1, and one, I mean, hey, sky's the limit, right? I mean, you can't count this. I've counted this. I'm done doing that. I said they were going to lose this weekend to Louisiana Tech. I thought it was going to be a close game. It wasn't even close. Let's be honest. UTEP dominates this game. Mm -hmm. Their offense keeps Louisiana Tech in the game, really, because of the second half and the turnovers. Doesn't matter, though. This This UTEP team, they deserve all the credit in the world for their performance tonight. We're taking phone calls. We're taking tweets. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency as we continue here on Minor Talk. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. Let's go to Eddie Morelos, who's joining us on the show, the host of the Sports and More podcast. Eddie, my man, what's going on? Dude, you know, uh, awesome stuff. What a game. Uh, the defense was spectacular. Uh, many people already said that. You know, the turnovers, yeah, they, they keep bringing that up. And, you know, the first, when they when they, the Miners made that first turnover, it really, I, I kind of got, I guess, nervous. I don't, I don't know what word to use. Sure. Uh, but I was like, ooh. But the coolest part of that was that the miners just bounced back, and they kept on doing what they were do, what they needed to do to get the victory. In the past, that didn't happen. If there was a, a kind of a momentum changer, the other team would take that momentum and run with it. The miners didn't allow that tonight, and that's freaking awesome. Another point on the attendance, uh, I had tweeted out, I think it was early this morning, I was uh, expecting 15,000, hopeful for 20. I would have been ecstatic for 25 to 30. But 18,848, I believe, was something like that. And uh, a very, very loud crowd. Uh, It's like uh, Steve uh, said earlier, the bandwagoners are going to jump on. They are, especially if the the miners get 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 another win before the next home game. And then my final point, me and Sal were chatting real quick. You know, I got to, to, to do the NMSU game in 2016 when they became bowl eligible. Today, I got to do today's game when the minors became bowl eligible. Hashtag bowl bound for the minors. And, you know, same feeling that I had in 2016 when I, when I was at the Aggies game. Same feeling tonight. A sigh of relief. Bowl bound. They're going, man. That's freaking awesome. Have a great show, Adrian. Mic drop by Eddie Morelos. Great job there, man. Appreciate the phone call. Mayor out. No, he's always a great call, an amazing guy. And uh, it's funny because every time he calls in and I'm screening these calls, uh, I always ask, like, oh, what'd you think? You know, like, you know, a quick question. And how's the family? The most important question, how's the family? He's like, everybody's good. So I said, hey, Miners won and the family's good. So it was a great night. <laughs> wow, I love it, man. I-, I love that a lot. Hey, appreciate uh, Locomotive Miner tweeting me, actually texting me into the program. UTEP coach Dana Dimmel is now set for a bonus of just under $60,000, which is one month base of base salary after UTEP beat Louisiana Tech to reach 6-1 and one and become bowl eligible for a game for the first time in seven seasons. That's the incentive that Dana Dimmel gets. Love that. Appreciate you sending that over to me, Lou, and, uh, and-, and checking in on the show going back to twitter a lot of tweets to get to still pinky tweets the show congratulations to utep football for their wonderful victory tonight as a lifelong minor fan i apologize to minor nation for not being able to join you in celebration at the sun bowl i am listening hashtag minor talk 
Give us a call, 880-5763. We're taking calls right now. We've got one line available if you've been trying to get in. Now is the time to do it. Tristan Pence tweets the show. It is truly remarkable that the Miners had four turnovers and held a potent LaTeX to only three points. UTEP special teams also played a major role in this win. Congrats to Coach Dana Dimmel and UTEP football on a huge win. Hashtag Miner Talk. Um, let's go to Eddie now, who's joining us on the phone lines. Let's keep things rolling. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue here on Miner Talk. Eddie, my man, what's going on? Oh God, I'm just I'm euphoric. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it's a it's a good feeling, right, Eddie? It's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling. So, so you know, I I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I I just don't buy that that where they're getting the attendance figures. I've gone to every single game. I've been going to games since ninety mid nineties. I know what the crowds look like. It it didn't it it doesn't seem like it's right. It seemed like there was easily twenty four thousand people. I I'm I don't know. It doesn't seem right. It just anyhow. Well, Ed, Ed, let me let me just shift the conversation real quick because I don't think I think all week long we were we were like everybody, and I'm saying we as a collective you know uh, group here in El Paso, everybody in the city was all like you know come out to support UTEP, go pack the Sun Bowl, fill up the Sun Bowl, be there and support. It was this whole theme of this weekend, this weekend. But it's not about this weekend. I was talking to Sal about this. It's not about – it's about sticking with this team for the long run, understanding this team is special and hanging with them, not just here in October, but in late November, or even if they have any struggles uh, throughout the rest of the season. It's about not being a bandwagon town where you hop off right away as soon as things go bad. bad. It's it's about sticking with this team, and I think those are those are the fans who've stuck around and have hung around through the bad times. Just like you, Ed, you've seen this program at a bad state. Now you get to you know reap the benefits of it. It doesn't matter if it's eighteen thousand, eleven thousand, twenty five thousand. You're getting a chance to watch this UTEP team punch their ticket to bowl eligibility, and isn't that the best uh, you know celebration for tonight? That's an amazing feeling. I'm having so much fun. It's 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 historical. It's historical as I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting for the players to come out and all the hype during the week. This is historical. All right, so I'm going to make a point about something, and then I'll let you guys talk about it. Okay, is there a correlation between more wins and the amount of money from a bowl? In other words, if you win more, if you have greater wins, does that equate to a bigger bowl with a bigger payout? There's nothing wrong with Albuquerque. It would be great because it's only 250 miles, but it only pays about 500000 So if they win more, would they elevate their, their bowl status? Uh, so that's my point. I'll hang up. You guys have a great night, and we'll talk uh, as the week goes on. Yeah, appreciate it, Ed. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to get into the program. Ed's question was bowl eligibility. If you get more wins, if you get to a better bowl game, do you get a better payout as a school? I don't know this for a fact. I'm going to preface this with I'm not sure. I, I do know for a fact that um, you, when you're looking at the New Mexico Bowl and you want to maybe compare it to something like the Frisco Bowl, like the Tropical 
Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas. The payout at the New Mexico Bowl, which could be seen as a lesser quality bowl, is actually better than the the Cisco uh, the Frisco Bowl um, out in Frisco, Texas. So just kind of interesting to note right there. I need to look into the actual bowl payouts. If I'm not mistaken, this is I'm gonna, again I'm going to preface this with I'm not too sure about this answer, but the last time I remember is that bowl payouts are usually spread evenly across the conference. It's not with one specific team or one specific win or record or anything. I think it's spread evenly throughout the conference. Not too sure about that. If you know or if uh, if you'd like to tweet us, uh, give us the give us a phone call or tweet us at 600 ESPN El Paso. So I'm looking online right now. Matter of fact, before I get to that, I just want to uh, go over my favorite tweet really quickly. Um, I feel like this this is a priority, but how about this? Steph, Stephanie Chacon tweeted wait, wait, us. Wait, 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 wait. Stephanie Chacon. We only know Joe Chacon. Yep, that's right. Well, she tagged him too, and she said, Eldon60, who's Joe Chacon, said, uh, he's got me hooked on the show, been wearing the same shirt for the winning games. Hashtag go Miners. Hashtag conference champs. Champs. Hashtag grad student. There's like five more. Hashtag repping from Cali. Hashtag my OG is Joe. <laughs> Hashtag first tweet to minor talk. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag minor talk. Stephanie okay. Chacon. Shout out her. That tweet is all the bowl payout. How about that? But um, now back to the original point. Um, this is from fanbuzz.com. However, this is from 2019. So I don't know if it's changed since then. But... According to Conference USA, or the teams from Conference USA, FIU, uh, they got $225,000 for the Bahama Bowl. Okay. La Tech in the Hawaii Bowl. Mind you, I'm just reading the payout. I don't know who won these games or not. Um, But La Tech got a million dollars from the Hawaii Bowl. Marshall in the Gasparilla Bowl, $1.13 million, and UAB in the Boca Raton Bowl, $1 million. Uh, that's interesting. So it's not. It's definitely not spread evenly. Definitely some According kind of difference. According to this, yeah, and this is from fanbuzz.com, written on December 3rd of 19. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, I'll, I'll try to find yeah. some answers to this over the weekend. That's a great question. 880-5763, that's our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso, also on Twitter and online at 600 ESPN El Paso. Before we get to Domingo, Domingo, I really appreciate you hanging with us. Uh, I, I threw out a, a, rec- a request to one of our friends. His name is Praise Amehule. Uh, I call him a friend because he joins us so much on Sports Talk. He's talked with us very candidly. I tried to interview him today. Uh, I actually tried to interview Praise Amehule today. And uh, instead of um, you know answering any questions, he just gives me a hug after UTEP defeats uh, um, Louisiana Tech today, 19-3. Sal, you know praise very well uh what a great guy he's so awesome man he's just so full of life a guy who's always enjoying where he's at um you know we know he's a good football player but to his core at his heart he's an amazing person and uh, just somebody you really love to see succeed but even more important him being the leader for this defense you that's a big reason too why i think this defense is playing the way that it is because they have a guy like praise not only leading the way in terms of athleticism and and you know whatever he does to the opposing quarterback but the way he approaches the game and the way he treats his teammates as well we'll get to domingo in just a second but let's get to our our man mondo the monster medina did a great job today on the sidelines for utep football along with john teicher and kevin perry also another one of our good friends mondo Really appreciate your phone call. UTEP wins despite four offensive turnovers and allowing just three points defensively. 
tell you, like we talked about right before the game, and all, all season long, honestly, I've been telling you guys that this team feels different. You know, ever, ever since training camp, you know, there's been that feeling, and I don't know what it's going to take for this city to, like, acknowledge what this team is doing, you know. That defense, you talk about my man Praise, you know. True story, like you, I'm close with Praise. You know, like I looked at him at Southern Miss, you know, second half when it started, he has that, like, like this old movie, Rocky. He got the eye of the tiger. Matter of fact, not only does he have it, the entire defense has it, you know. We're witnessing something special, guys, in this Houston football team. Yeah, we really are, Mondo. And, uh, you know, with praise, with the defense, with the offense, whatever it may be, we we didn't expect this. That's the other thing to think about. UTEP coming into this season under Dana Dimmel had only won five games over the last three years. And now they've they've, uh, not only matched that, but they've surpassed that, winning six games to start off the season, six and one. I thought this game would be close, but I thought Louisiana Tech would pull it off in the end. That's not the case at all. That's not even close how this game was scripted. Did UTEP pretty much dominated this game and their defense held stout? Yeah, this game really should have been like 40 to 40 to 3 or something like that. You know, you talk about those turnovers, but I'm telling you, the big thing is confidence. And this team has a lot of confidence, you know, and they like, it's like I tell people when they do something good, it's like they expect it to happen. It's like business as usual. Like when they went out there and scored right away against Southern Miss, you know, like they, they, they got happy, right? They, they celebrated for about two seconds and like, all right, back to work. You saw the exact same thing here, you know. This is a special team, but you say now they got to keep it up, you know, because now you guys talk about which bowl game are they going to go to. What you really got to look at is they got to keep that momentum going because if all of a sudden you start losing these games, whatever bowl games were like actually looking at them might not want them if they have a losing streak, but. Honestly, I don't think that's going to happen with this team. No, no, no. I don't think that's going to happen at all, Mondo. In fact, you look at the rest of their schedule, and they've got Florida Atlantic in two weeks. That's no that's no easy game. UTSA nope, nope. three weeks uh, after today. That's a very tough game. But after that, schedule softens up just a little bit. Rice, North Texas, those are winnable games. They close out the year against UAB. Another tough one right there. But UTEP should at least win two more games. There's an argument they win, you know, maybe three or four more. I think so, you know, because like you said, Adrian, like, who would have thought we were going to be six and one at this point right now? You no know, one. We really thought we really thought was five and two was doable, you know. And like, like some like what people don't understand on the sidelines is the stuff that I see that I don't like talk about. You know, all these guys like encourage them. And the only reason I talk about them is because we don't have enough time during the broadcast for me to mention every little single detail that's going on on the sidelines. But still, this team is like they got confidence, they got each other's back, and it's. Something, and I'll be 100% honest with you, I have not seen, you know, in the four years that I've covered UTEP on the sidelines. But the one thing I, I will say that a couple of guys that are there that were vocal when they were not playing and they were cheerleaders, others encouraging their, their, their teammates are one of the major stars now. That's Praise. Praise never played his first year, you know, but he was in the sidelines and he was very vocal. You know, so I'm very happy with all the tests that him and defense are doing. But, you know, just hats off to Coach Dimmel. You know, and it, it's crazy because, and I'll wrap it up in a because I know you got other calls. Uh, but it's crazy because first year Coach Dimmel was like, hey, you guys got to be patient. You know, there's a, you know, that cliche, you got to trust the process. But you really do have to trust the process, you know, because those first three years are very hard. And look at them now. You know, they're having success all the years in the system. 
you know, the talent that he's got. He's got those guys in there, and you know, but a tremendous night for you if you're a minor fan. Hey, Mondo, great job. Great mic drop right there. Mondo the Monster Medina, check out his work, El Paso Sports Network, epsportsnetwork.com. Joins us for every UTEP football broadcast along with John Teicher and today Kevin uh, Kevin Perry. Mondo, again, appreciate it as always, man. Nothing but love. I'm Triple IV. I love you, brother. Love Love you more, Monster. <laughs> I love Mondo. Let's, let's go to Domingo, who's joining us now on the phone lines. 880-5763. Telephone number to get into the show. Two lines available. UTEP defeats La Tech 19-3. They're bowl eligible for the first time since 2014. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Domingo, thanks so much for hanging with us, man. What did you think about this win for UTEP? Amazing. UTEP wins six in a row. And as a matter of fact, this is a Home. We hadn't lost at home since 2019. How unique, man! Oh, oh yeah, that, good point. Good point because they didn't win. They didn't lose a home game last year. They didn't, they only played two, and they were against FCS teams. So good point there, Domingo. Yeah, I'm so happy that you can be bowling. I hope it's the New Mexico Bowl. It's coming the New Mexico Bowl because closer and nearby, and a lot of you can just hit the road and go to Albuquerque and meet the Miners. Get on the Greyhound, get your bus tickets ready, get your grandma, get your dog, bring everybody out to <laughs> Albuquerque. I'm with you, Domingo. I feel like Albuquerque's the one. Because, I, look, you can go to a better bowl game, sure, you can go to whatever you want. You can go to the Fiesta Bowl if you'd like. But if you go to the uh, the, the New Mexico Bowl, A, you have a chance to win against a Mountain West team that might not be the greatest, and B, you have a chance to get a lot of fans there, which would be awesome for this UTEP football team. Look, for this bowl game, all I want is for UTEP to have a chance and to be in the mix to try to break that streak of not having a bowl victory since 1967. Domingo, this is a great day for UTEP because you can kind of think you can be happy, you can get excited and be hopeful for uh, for the end of the year when they have a chance to go to a bowl game. I'm very happy that we won. And that, that's all important, that we got the sixth win. We need to do good in two weeks because when we go to FAU, this is it ain't gonna be it isn't gonna be easy. Oh, that's gonna be a tough one. Yep. Look at, but then we're gonna have UTSA and and North Texas and Rising maybe, but we need to do good. If we can do good, then well good. You never know. Maybe we will host the conference championship game, but we need to oh, do good. Oh man, Domingo, you're throwing heat at us today. I like Here's it. Some orange Kool Aid. great great stuff domingo always appreciate you calling in man thanks for weighing in on the show 880-5763 that's our telephone number i think we got to take a timeout we haven't taken a timeout yet let's do do that right now Uh, a lot of fun a lot of excitement so far here on minor talk if you would like to be a part of it our phone number is 880-5763 that's the telephone number to get into the show we're also at 600 espn el paso on twitter online 600 espn el paso.com you're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. We'll be back right after this on 600 ESPN El Paso. Alright, welcome back to Minor Talk. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. Together we bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP football game. If you'd like to talk about this UTEP win, give us a call, 880-5763. That's the telephone number to get into the program. Also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online, 600 ESPN El Paso.com. 
Special thanks to the Oscar Arietta Agency for sponsoring Minor Talk. For home, auto, or life insurance, trust the great local experts at the Oscar Arietta Agency. I'm going off script here because I just want to give a big shout out to the great team at the Oscar Arietta Agency. Next Friday, they, they did this before with Titus Verhoeven and Justin Garrett at their Lee Trevino location. Next Friday at the Fabens location for the Oscar Arietta Agency, they'll have Dion Hankins and Bobby DeHaro, two UTEP football Football players. They'll be signing autographs, taking pictures with fans. They're also uh, giving people an opportunity to uh, to even you know um, ha- eat, eat free food out there in Fabin. So uh, check out the OscarArietaAgency.com. This is a, a great opportunity to meet two outstanding local products for UTEP football. Big shout out to the Oscar Arietta Agency. As we continue here on Minor Talk eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. As we continue. UTEP defeats Louisiana Tech 19-3. Huge game by this UTEP defense. Look, the Miners got off to an early lead. They maintained it. First time in seven years now that UTEP is bowl eligible. Running back Deion Hankins had two touchdowns, but you got to give all the credit to this UTEP defense and what they were able to do. And uh, joining us now is uh, one of our favorites here on the program, Praise Mayhule. And I want to preface this with, after the game, ran up to praise, looking for him, wanted to interview him. Instead of uh, instead of saying anything, he just gives me a big hug. That's that's who Praise Mayhule is. That's who this UTEP defense is. They they love the they love all the people here in the city of El Paso. It seemed like they were very appreciative of everybody here. And this UTEP defense comes up big tonight. Uh, one of the uh, main reasons was because of this man, Praise Mayhule. What a great game, man! And what a, what a uh, you know. First off, congratulations on this big win in bowl eligible. Ability, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, Adrian. Thanks for having me, man. You're too kind with those words, man. Making me blush. <laughs> Praise. You know we got We you know we got to hype you up like we do all the time. Uh, give us give us your take on this win for UTEP and how big this was for you guys. Oh uh, man, it was definitely a big team win. You feel me? We came out there on both sides on on all three phases of the ball. You know, offense, defense, and special teams. You know, it was, it was definitely a uh, uh, a hard work, a hard week of work, you know, paying off on Saturday. For me, we went out there, we practiced hard on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We watched film. We did all the little stuff right. Like, you know, my like coach always asked us to do, you feel me? And then we just went out there and just put it all on film, you know, today. You know, when when, when the clock hit 7 p.m., you know, we knew what, what time it was. And we just went out there and just performed as a whole team. Man, it was definitely a great thing for the whole for the whole team, for the, head, for the coaching staff, you know, the strength staff, the, the trainers. And and most importantly, the city of El Paso as well. You know, just a big thing for everybody. Last year, you guys go into Ruston, Louisiana, and fall twenty-one to seventeen. In that game, you had three and a half sacks. It was one of your most dom- dominant performances to that point. Today, it's Jadrian Taylor. It's shake and bake. Both of you guys are shake and bake, but it's Jadrian uh, Taylor, shake who, and bake, baby, <laughs> who has That's three, and a, who has three and a half uh, sacks in this one. I mean, it, it was just this defensive front who has been so destructive against uh, any offenses that you guys have been playing. Uh, just talk about what what a great performance it was from Jadrian, and also maybe that kind of bad taste in your mouth that you guys had last year coming into this game. Oh uh, man, like you said, man, I could go on and on all about JT, man. Or how just how dominant he played, you know, such a tremendous player, man, with a with a high motor, man. It was always, it was always a privilege to just line up on the other side of him, you know, 
knowing that he's going to do whatever it takes, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on. But, yeah, just so proud of him, man. You feel me? Proud of the whole team, you know. we Like I said, we've worked really hard for this, man, you know, long early mornings and late nights, you know. But it's definitely a good thing to see his hard work, you know, pay off. And like, and like, like, like you said last year, it definitely wasn't a fluke. You know what I mean, it was already pre-written, you know, by God, you know, shake and bake, three point five. You know, like we, we really do this. You know what I mean? Oh and yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely a great feeling to just see him on the other side of the ball, making these big plays. You know, we used to say big players make big plays, and he definitely did that and just did his role. You know, just bringing the team together, bringing the defense. You know, feeding up that energy. You know, just feeding up just. His relentless motor, man, getting to the quarterback, you know, because we knew going in that Tam was a, was a, was a solid quarterback. You know, they, was, they had a great offense, you know. We just we just had a better game plan, you know. Shout out to the coaches as well, you know. But just JT, just tremendous, man. He was just absolutely lights out. And then, what was the other question again? Well, well, here I'll just I'll I'll switch it up. Austin Kendall, you mentioned ten, the quarterback for Louisiana Tech, comes into this yeah. game. He's a perfect quarterback with zero interceptions. Leaves El Paso. He's got three under his belt. You guys really got to him. Uh, you know, in this game, you guys only allowed three points. How crazy is that, right there? You guys shut down this uh, Louisiana Tech offense. Absolutely, man. Like you mentioned, you know, it's definitely just the way we play. You know, the defense. We just we just keep feeding up one another, man. We just we just. You know, it's just the the emotion and the passion and the effort and the physicality that we play with, you know, it's definitely just amazing. But yeah, Austin Kendall, man, great dude. You know, we, we watched the film on on what kind of play it was, so we knew going in that we wasn't we weren't just gonna sleep and let him sit back there and just you know, just go to the dance with you. We have to get some pressure on him like the coaches mentioned all week. So we're able to do that as a team, you know, affect him in the pack. We we're just able to stop the run first. Make him one dimensional and just affect him in the passing game, you know, making him feel the heat and throwing it throwing it in why he's not comfortable, you know. And we just did that as a team, you know, tremendously. Praise, last question for me. How far can this team go? Hey man, yeah, we're we already accomplished, you know. We already accomplished one 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 check mark, you know, it's a bowl game, which is definitely a, a big thing for us, you know, because we know how hard, like you said, the the loss a lot of tech last year, you know, it could have definitely, if we had won that game, we would have been 4 and 1, but that's all in the past. And we would have been bowl eligible last year, so we missed the bowl game last year. And then just being able to come back this year, like you said, and just having to do it, you know, with the home crowd behind us, man, it's definitely a great feeling. Just keep those, keep that, keep that stadium, you know, keep packing it each and every week, man. Just keep being loud at third downs, you know. The defense sees up all the energy with the fans, so just shout out to the fans. And I, I, I feel pretty good about this team, you know. But we're just taking everything day by day, you know, week by week, you know, just get the acquired acquire the next target, you know, which is FAU, and then just begin, you know, holding in them, you know, just watching film, you know, getting ready for them as well, you know, just taking everything week by week, you know, acquire the target, and a lot of an attack. Go celebrate with your friends, praise you. You deserved it. Congrats again on the win. Appreciate you, Adrian. Thanks for calling, man. Hey, appreciate you, Praise. That's Praise of joining us on the phone lines right there. Uh, one of our favorites here on Minor Talk. 8805763. That's our telephone number as we continue. Couple tweets to get to before we get to Abel. Herman Flores. This is a surpriser. I'm a true believer now. With this defense, they can win the conference. We turned the ball over four times and still only allowed three points versus a good La Tech team. UTSA is undefeated and not ranked. Conference USA gets ignored. Manny David tweets us, bowl eligible. That's the tweet. Hashtag picks up. Hashtag minor talk. 
Also tweeting us is Michael Rivera. There are plenty of teams like that, not just in Conference USA. It's part of the whole joke that is the NCAA. At least UTEP is bowl eligible with games to go. Might do better than the insertmediocrebusiness.com bowl game. I like that right there. Abel joins us next here on Minor Talk, 8805763. What's up, Abel? I can't believe I'm still awake. Me neither, man. We're, we're fired up, though. We've got that adrenaline. I know you. You were there. You were. Uh, you were pumped up. What was it like seeing the team celebrate at the end of the game? Um, actually, you know, since I'm older, I remember the all the all this video they were putting in the stadium about uh, when uh, the miners uh, had their success with that team. Uh, forget the. Uh, you know when they went to play in the Independence Bowl and all that. Yep. And to actually visibly, you know, be there and see people tear down the goalpost. And there was no Larry, Larry Durham center on the other side of the, of the stadium. So they ran up, you know, they tore it down. They were, and they were warned like with four minutes in the game, they were warned not to get, not to go on the, not to go on the field. And they still, they didn't care. They, yeah, you know, no, that was, that's awesome, man. I, I hear you, Abel. Those, those memories are so great for minor fans to cherish. And Hey, they get, they get to cherish another memory tonight, a p- punching a bowl uh, eligibility ticket after beating law tech 19 to three. Well, you know, we talked about, or you did too, that, about how, you know, if you really looked at it, this was probably the best uh, schedule they could have, uh, depending on if they were going to be at the level that, uh, you know, Coach uh, Dimmel said that he felt he was there. And, you know, it, uh, the speculation and feeling good and all that's great, but you're winning, you know? You're winning the of game. Of course. And, and, and that's really, honestly, that's all that counts. These people, look, the, uh, I think someone said before me, the bandwagon jumpers are, are, are already jumping on the trampoline, getting ready to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, for those kids, the way they're playing, you know, and being on the sidelines and watching the the attitude and and now the actual real swagger of guys that that, that do good on on you know three four sets of downs and they come off smiling and dancing around and uh, they, you know that that's that's having fun playing football. You know, uh, I was fortunate fortunate enough to be at the uh, at the game at Rice when they finally broke this. The, broke the, the losing streak, and you know it was it was just as exciting then as it is to see what's going on uh, on the you know this this season. And all yeah. I want to say is that I'm a, I'm a, I'm also an alumni, and uh, I do, I just want to say that 40 years ago in 1981, that's when I, that's when I got my degree from UTEP, and even in the times I was there, okay, I mean I, you could look it up. A uh, uh, running back by the name of Ducky Elliott that played for uh, Bel Air. Uh, broke the the rushing record and they were all in eleven or something like that. <laughs> you know, so that, those are the kind of memories I have. And now it's uh, six and one, and ho- holy cow! You know, forty years later, uh, you know, I mean, Demo, uh, he's just he's just doing what he you know he's rebuilt teams before. So, you know, Kansas State wasn't a bad place to come from, and uh, you know, I, it's just great to know the inside workings of the team and. And, uh, you know, you guys do a great job with, with Minor Talk here. Here it is, uh, almost one in the morning, and, and, and Minor Talk is running strong. So that's a testament to, you know, you guys, uh, you know, showing that you need to put the time in to, to, to let the people say what they want to say. And actually, you know, that goes all the way back to Taish. And uh, I'm glad you guys of are course. doing it. So 
I'll let you guys go. Hey, appreciate it, Abel. Great job, man. I love the reminiscing. I love the old stories, and I, I really appreciate you calling and supporting us as always, man. It's great to hear from you. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk. Coach Solis checks in on Twitter. Love the atmosphere. Love the brown bag concession special. Love the halftime performances. Love the way this team got after it. This was a great night for El Paso. This UTEP football team is special. Get on the train, El Paso. Go Miners. Hashtag Minor Talk. Bruce Davis tweets the show. Sure does look like a lot more than 18,000. Stadium was at least half full. Also tweeting the show is uh, Joe Chacon. <laughs> I love this one. Stephanie Chacon, or Steph, uh, yes, Stephanie Chacon is the good luck charm we all needed. I like it. He's I right. like it, Joe. He, he is right on that. Sal, any thoughts on some of the previous callers we've had? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of them are, are kind of hitting it right there. I mean, the Miners are, are winning games. I mean, there's a progression, right? And, um, you know, we can sit up here and nitpick. I've done that. I'm guilty. I'm not going to lie right there, but um, at the end of the day, it's all about making the plays that matter um, when the game is on the line. And the Miners were able to do that. Sure, they fumbled here and there. Sure, they threw a pick. But what do they do, Adrian? They answer back with turnovers of their own. And also, uh, they win the time of possession as well. I don't think— Ooh, what was it? Uh, I, got, I got it right here. It's like 36 to like 20-something. 36-43 uh, to 23-17. Wow. Nice. And uh, LaTeX barely had the ball in the second half. And when they did, Miners were able to get the interception. So it's all about winning these games. Before, the Miners weren't winning these games, right? Now they're finally winning them. Doesn't matter how— I mean, we would like to see some some differences on the offense, but it doesn't matter as long as they win. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. I, I'm with you on that one, Sal. Junior tweets the show, Junior413. Great crowd tonight, but this generation of UTEP students are a bunch of drunken, sorry, non-pride punks for not entering the Sun Bowl Stadium. Miss the old days. Yikes. Uh, Cindy Donnelly. Our, um, our very good friend. Uh, Shout out to Cindy. That's right. Tonight's performance was solid. Congratulations to the Miners. The future looks bright. Hey, the future does look bright. That's another thing to point out, Sal. Uh, this this yeah. UTEP football team actually does have a, a pretty bright future. When you look at this group and, and you just kind of see a lot of sophomores on the roster, a lot of freshmen on the roster, that's the stuff that you really like to see when you're trying to build a program and, and, and just trying to have them for years mm-hmm. to come. You're, you're looking for a consistent – you're looking for continuity year after year, and that's so important for a young team trying to grow success year after year. Yeah, and the young guys who aren't seeing the field as much, they're getting extremely valuable reps in practice and trust. When the time comes for them to step out on that field for whatever the case is, uh, they're more than likely going to be ready because of the teammates that they have and also um, how could you not want to play for a guy like Coach Pivoto? This guy has his guys ready uh, ready for any kind of matchup. Isn't his, aren't his pregame interviews the best? <laughs> You know, I kind of want to put a, a video to what he's saying and these inspirational images out there and call it a pivotal talk or something. But this is like <laughs> the, the you know, the nice version that we get. Sal, like, can you imagine yeah. behind closed doors when he's like intense and like, you know, you know, talking about shutting out this team or just three points and just yeah. all the stuff that he talks about this. De- this defense is inspired for a reason, right? Uh, big time. And you could tell that they love playing for this guy, whatever he's doing. Keep it up, man. I'm with you. Yeah. Art the Miner joins us next. 8805763, our telephone number to get into the program. Art the Miner, thanks for calling in. Hi, Adrian. I'm so ecstatic today with this victory, six eight wins, you know. But I'm gonna tell you a little story, Adrian. 
All right. I heard I hear all this with the alumni, everything. You know, I'm just a true a homegrown product, man. I have a tattoo on my on my right arm of UTEP. I've been made fun of, if you could imagine, you know, because I've got a UTEP tattoo. But hey, we're not making any fun team. of that. We've got we've got people in our Lubingo studio who've got tattoos of UTEP. So that's my homegrown thing. But I, I'm going to go back to some stats. You know, you guys beat it out right now. Time of possession was 23.17 Tech to 36.43 with UTEP, okay? But let's talk formula, okay? What wins games? 19 for 29 passing, 44 rushing attempts. Yep. This time of possession and all these stats play out to keeping a fresh defense and give us that. That's why the defense is so good because they're off the field now more. What do you think, Adrian? Yeah, I mean, the time of possession, definitely a, a, a big thing to note. You, you know, ball control has always been a big thing for Dana Dimmel teams. They always want to bleed out the clock. They always want to run the ball. They always want to control the game in that area. Uh, I still, you know, I, I, I'm standing pat on my initial thought that I just want this team to throw the ball a little bit more, but they did so today. They almost got to the 30 pass attempts that I've been longing for for this UTEP football team. They almost got there with 29 pass attempts by Gavin Hardison. Uh, uh, you could argue that he he uh, actually did have 30 passing plays in this game because he got sacked on that one down uh, on third down in in this game. Gavin Hardison throws for 283. They have uh, a productive night on the ground with 105 uh, you know rushing yards. The fumbles are a little tough. You want to definitely Three. see that clean cleaned up. Three fumbles in the rushing game, definitely. Uh, however, this UTEP offense sh- did all the right things to win. I-, I think that there's an argument that they put the defense in a very bad position, but the defense uh, showed up. They were able to kind of help out and supplement the problems that the offense had. Four turnovers today, yet the defense only allows three points. That's the big story. Awesome. So my next thing is, Adrian, um, we finally beat uh, Holtz. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? It's like beating finally. the Notre Dame. You know, we finally beat a Holtz. Finally getting over the hump. <laughs> So that's so awesome. But I'm glad to be talking to you today. I'm so excited with the Miners. Go Miners! I love it. You sound like Oscar Arrieta, our good friend. I love it right there. Uh, Art the Miner. Great job. Great phone call. 880-5763 if you'd like to follow it up. Who's even up this late? I mean, it's just you and me, Sal, at this point, right? Uh, Joe Chacon, that's for sure. Joe and Steph Chacon, maybe. That's <laughs> yeah. right. And you know what? We had uh, Augustine on the line, um, and it dropped. So if you're listening, man, definitely call us back. We'll get you right up. But uh, I love it, Adrian. I mean, who would have thought? Matter of fact, let, let's go over our predictions really yes, quickly because I'm in. Uh, I was right, but I'm wrong, if that makes any sense. It happens a lot. But I was right in predicting that the Miners would beat La Tech for sure. Okay. But I'm wrong because I thought that the record would be 5-7. and seven. Okay. So they've proved me wrong right there. And, um, I mean, keep on doing it. <laughs> That's basically it. I said six and six, and they're already at six wins. I yeah. said that they wouldn't have won. I, I said they wouldn't have beaten either uh, Southern Miss nor uh, Louisiana Tech, yet they beat both, which is just a, the biggest thing right there. Jonathan Byers tweets the show Shout out to this UTEP defense. The secondary proved themselves and proved me wrong. The D line also produced all night long. I All I wanted was for UTEP to prove me wrong, and they did that tonight. Great job, Miners. Now take it to Florida at 
Atlantic. Also tweeting us is Utep Mineto, Joe John Sr., who tweets us, they have proved you wrong. Now shut up with your negative comments. Be the good fan I know you are. That's in response to Jonathan Byers. Yikes. <laughs> I love that. We're waiting for your call, Mineto. <laughs> <laughs> um, King Eric tweets the show, as much as I'm happy they're 6-1, and one, the offense needs to work on really putting teams away. This defense should really be in the top 10, but don't be satisfied for six wins only. Keep making your case for a bowl. By the way, I think 25,000 were in attendance. Look, I'm not here to debate attendance. I really am not. Like, I I don't want to debate attendance numbers. Don't want to talk about that. Um, I I think that if if you look at the crowd, if it's 18,000, if you want to argue it's 20,000, if you think there was more butts in seats, I get it. The bottom line, the crowd was there. They were live. They were active tonight. Um, Definitely, um, you, you know, made a difference in this game. Those who were there were there. And I think those who weren't will jump on the bandwagon and be there for UTSA, arguably the biggest home game in UTEP football that we've seen in maybe a decade. It's been a long time that we've seen a game like this. I'll say the biggest game for the Miners. At least conference, right? The biggest, uh, I mean, hey, I think this could be the biggest game since they took on I think 12th ranked Houston. There you the go. Time. Bingo. Love it. Great call. Great call there, Sal. You're you're exactly right because when when you talk about that that exact uh Houston team and that UTEP upset that they had, that was the last time that we were maybe talking about relevant UTEP football. The last time they knocked off Houston on ESPN, when the fans stormed the field, when they were super hyped up with that game, that's the last time we've talked about actual relevant UTEP football. That's a that's a really important thing to note. I, I like the fact that you brought that up. I think this UTSA game will be the most hyped up game since then. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's a telephone number to get into the program. Five and one at Minor Joe tweets the show. Last UTEP Minor defense I remember that played like this was our U, uh, our two thousand conference champs. I like it. Alexa D tweets the program, congrats on UTEP for another dominant win. But let's be real. It's going to take a couple years of winning consistently for fans to start filling the Sun Bowl. Hashtag facts. What do you think about that one? Um, I think they could get more numbers up there. If she's thinking in terms of like the high 40s. Um, well, yeah, that's the capacity, right? Because it's not 50 plus now since the renovations. But if she's thinking like 40 plus, let's say that. Um, I kind of agree in terms of having it on a consistent a consistent basis. But if they're able to keep this winning up, Adrian, and, and win games um, that people are downing them on, I think like somewhere within 30 to 35 could be the regular, which would be awesome if this team can stay relevant. Paul Marmalejo tweets the show, guys, great show after midnight. Hope UTEP football is the Cinderella in Conference USA. I'm keeping an open mind after plenty of past shoes that have not fit over the past 20 years. Hashtag El Paso needs a winner. Hashtag one year of success. Chris Banks 21 tweets us at this point. No one really expected UTEP to be playing well and already be bowl eligible. So why set our sights on the New Mexico bowl? Let's yeah. hope for a bowl game in Dallas. We still have plenty of alumni in that area. Great point there. Chris Banks. I totally agree with you there. You know what? That's interesting. And I agree with it, but also they're undefeated in conference play. I think keep your eyes on the prize. And, and I mean, one game at a time, it's FAU up next. But don't just stop right here because it's six wins and you got to drive three hours to Albuquerque. That would be nice if they could go and win any bowl game, right? But when you have options, don't don't go for the worst one. 
No, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. Yeah, I, I, I've been saying New Mexico as more of a joking thing, to be honest with you. Like, I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. hey, get the Greyhound tickets ready. You know, get your tickets. <laughs> you know, get your get bring all your fa- family uh, to the game. I'm saying all this in kind of like, you Satire. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let, let's be honest. If UTEP goes 8-4, and four, I wonder which bowl game we'll really look at. It, it really just, you know what, I don't even want to get this far. It really depends on how this conference shakes up and what the records are in this league. If UTEP's yeah. on the, you know, on the better half of the side, they're not going to the New Mexico Bowl. They're going to be invited to a better bowl game. But with a better bowl game becomes a better opponent that you'll be facing. Yeah. And, you know, let's be honest, Sal, you do not want UTEP playing any Power 5 bad team. You want them playing a Group of 5 team, preferably of the Sun Belt or Mountain West, a team that they can beat. I want... I want UTEP to win a bowl game. I don't want them to just go to a bowl game. I want them to win a bowl game. Yeah, and we joked about this, uh, I think, after the Lobo game. But we were laughing about how um, the Texas Western jerseys were awesome. And uh, matter of fact, there was here we go on a five-minute tangent. But during the coaches' show, we talked about how the last time they won a bowl game was in those jerseys. Yeah, there you go. And, and that's that's very true right there. You know what would be really interesting, Sal? And I, I think that this really needs to br- uh, be brought up. What if they wear the Texas Western jerseys to arguably their most important game, which is UTSA? What if come that first weekend uh, in November, you're talking about UTEP football wearing those Texas Western uni- uh, uniforms against UTSA, their their you know supposed rivals? What do you think about that one, Sal? Could that be uh, something that ignites UTEP in that game? You know what? I, I kind of caught the last half because I was answering the phone, but was it about uh, wearing the TWC jerseys against the runners? That's exactly right. Um, that would be awesome. It would definitely get the people hyped for it. Um, but honestly, man, I just want to see them beat the Owls first. There you go. I like it. Either way, I'll say this. All of their jersey combos are pretty amazing. Tonight was spectacular. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Ed McDonald tweets us, praise Love the energy. Players' enthusiasm runs through your heart. It's history as we speak. Junior reminds us about the tweet that we talked about earlier. Again, if you weren't listening, UTEP head coach Dana Dimmel is set for a bonus of just under $60,000, which is one month of base salary after the Miners beat Louisiana Tech to reach 6-1 and one and become bowl eligible for the first time in seven seasons. This is coming from Steve Berkowitz. Uh, yes, we, we did read that earlier, Junior413. Appreciate you resending that for anybody who may have missed that uh, earlier here on the show. Let's go to Miner Mike, who's joining us on the phone lines, 880-5763. Miner Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, guys, great show again. Uh, congratulations to Minor Nation. Got one comment and one question, and then I'll, uh, I'll hang up. Sure. So, um, you know, I know that uh, UTSA is getting a lot of hype, even from you all, but um, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they're not the, uh, the best um, team in Conference USA West that wears orange and blue. Ooh. So I'm going to make that comment right there. Um, the next thing I was going to say, the question was um, – so early predictions on next week, uh, UTSA versus LaTeX. I think that that is going to be really telling going in um, 
three weeks from now for our team. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, yeah, I, and I appreciate it, Mike. I really appreciate you calling in. It's a very interesting one right there. Louisiana Tech limps into that game against UTSA 2-4. and four. They're almost, It's almost a must-win game for the Bulldogs if they want to keep some bowl eligibility hopes in their mind. Skip Holtz never misses out on a bowl game. They would be uh, you know, back against the wall if they don't win that game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that one uh, as far as it kind of being a must-win uh, situation for Louisiana Tech. I also agree that it would give us a lot of information on how this team really is, you know, as far as UTSA. Are they really, you know, worthy of being 7-0? I'm curious to also see whether or not they will be bowl eligible. Uh, Excuse me, whether or not UTSA will be ranked after this weekend and after their victory uh, 45-0 over Rice. Interesting call by Mike. I still stand with UTSA being the best team in Conference USA West until we see otherwise. Hey, they're 7-0 for a reason. Beat a very good Memphis team. Uh, but, hey, I like I like the uh, enthusiasm right there. Let's go to Orly, who's joining us next on the phone lines, 880-5763. That's a telephone number to get into the program. Orly, you're up at, uh, you know, it's it's 10 minutes till 1. What's going on, man? Not much. You know, I'm listening to some of the calls, the previous call, UTSA. I would say it's the better team right now. Yeah. You gotta look at their strength of schedule. They went into Illinois and won at Illinois. They beat a, a Memphis team from AAC and they beat a Big Ten. So let's wait before because I agree, it's great to be six and one. It's great. Uh, I disagree with the attendance. I think it was more than eighteen thousand. Uh I thought there's been more I, I could have swore I've been going to games forever in this stadium. As a matter of fact, I attended the last Bowl win. Oh my gosh, Orly. Are you serious? 67? Ole Miss. Yeah. That's amazing. I was there. I was there to see him beat Ole Miss. I was there the year before they beat TCU. Um, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I love it, Orly. That's why we uh, love you, man. Um, you know, we look at everybody's talking about the New Mexico Bowl. That's fine and dandy. But you really want to see if you can get to a better bowl. I mean, right now we're, we're there. It looks like there's Albuquerque would love to travel. But you want to also, I, you know, I disagree with you. you know, if we get a chance at a power five, who cares? Who will play? We're in a bowl. Um, but you would like to try to get to, I think it's the one in Fort Worth because of the recruiting in Texas. So you're talking about the Armed Forces Bowl? Armed Forces yes. Bowl. I think I think that's a tie-in to to Conference USA, if I'm not mistaken. That's exactly right. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl tied with Conference USA. Uh, other close ones. You're talking about the First Responder Bowl out in Dallas. You're talking about yep. the Frisco Bowl, of course, in Frisco. Uh, those mm-hmm. are the closest ones to to UTEP right there. Uh, you know, UTEP. It's a stretch. You got Boca Raton. You've got the Birmingham Bowl. You've got the Camila Bowl, which well, is in Montgomery. Me, okay, let me ask you though. If you really want you to do it, you want them to try to win the conference. Then they have to go, I think, to the Birmingham Bowl automatically. So I would, I mean, you look at the bowls, it's an easy travel to Fort Worth, guys. Yep. It's not that far. And you're going to, you got to remember, they've got to look at the recruiting. Because you get into a Texas Bowl in that area, you can have a lot of alumni. I remember going to the bowl in Houston, we played Colorado. And mm-hmm. you had over 10,000 people there from El Paso. Armed Forces, right? Yeah, no, I remember EV1. the one. EV1.net. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, but I mean, we played in the, in the Texas Bowl against Colorado. You drew almost ten to fifteen thousand fans in the Houston area. So Albuquerque is great, but try. I would love because they're recruiting. You're recruiting the bases in Texas. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a very good point. It's a very you good point a that should not exposure. be. This is the time you need to build. It's great to be six and one. Um, but you know what? If they need to beat FAU, and I think if they could beat FAU, and UTSA will be ranked probably in the top 25 here pretty quick. That game against UTSA here in the Sun Bowl, if they don't get 40,000, 35 to 40,000, something's wrong. It's, uh, it, it could be the championship of the, of the West. But there's a lot of football left, guys. Yep. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad we have a bye week. And I think we'd be also overhyped. We would have a uh, we'd be a little um, overhyped for the game against the SAU. Gives them time to reset and realize what the next game is. We have not won on the East Coast. We're oh thirty three and one, I think. Yes, you, you're exactly right on that. I love that stat, and I, I always mention it every time uh, we come around for UTEP football. And we beat we tied West Virginia in thirty nine. Sal Montes was the one who talked about that off air with me. Yes, you're exactly right there, Orly. Hey, man, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for staying up uh, to almost 1 o'clock in the morning and hanging with us. Loved your opinions, loved your take. And he's got a, he's got a good point, Sal, when it comes to recruiting for UTEP as yeah. far as where you want to go for a bowl game. Wouldn't you rather host a bunch of Dallas recruits out in the Frisco area? Wouldn't you like to uh, you know host a ton of Metroplex kids out in the Fort Worth uh, area for the Armed Forces Bowl? Yeah, sure, I, I understand why you'd want that for yeah. proximity reasons. Yeah, proximity is huge, but all also, Adrian, another thing that points out to me, uh, aside from the from the um, how could I say this um, underclassmen, the the non JC transfers. Um, I mean, UTEP is building has built a lot of its uh, strength through these junior colleges. So, I, I mean, I kind of see it as like fifty fifty. No matter where they go, um, the more recognition that they get is going to help out. But at the end of the day, it is a lot better to be in the state of Texas, where majority of these recruits are coming from 880-5763 that's our telephone number we've got one line available let's go out to our friend Colin Deaver our good man our good friend he's joining us here on the show UTEP defeats Louisiana Tech 19 to 3 Colin what do you think of this one for UTEP as they uh, become bowl eligible for the first time in seven years I don't want the New Mexico Bowl I don't want the Frisco Bowl I don't want the Armed Forces Bowl I don't want the Camellia Bowl I don't want the Boca Raton Bowl I want the Bahamas Bowl guys Yes yes Let's thank go you to the thanks Bahamas. Thanks for Let's thank go you to for Bahamas with Utah football <laughs> All right what's the budget look like Sal what, what's the Lubingo Studios budget look like so we can we could take it on the road uh, We might all have to fit into one 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 hotel room Like a pizza and you know 5 bucks yeah, I, I hope that'll get us there. Uh, Colin, I'm with you, man, because I, I feel like if we're going to the Bahamas, then we could possibly celebrate UTEP's first bowl win in over uh, 50 years out in the Bahamas. I mean, what 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 better? And who cares about recruiting at that point, right? Because you're in the Bahamas. You're getting to watch UTEP in a bowl game there. I love that idea. What better recruiting tool to, than to say, hey, we went to the Bahamas last year. You could go, you could go back. Yes. Uh, go back. The very next year or two years from now. No, I mean, on a serious note, I mean, obviously this was such a fantastic win. Um, I'm just now heading home from the station and, and tuning in. This has to be the latest minor talk you guys have ever done. But um, it's just, you know, it's 
Uh, I'm sure you talked about the defense, how fantastic they were. My unsung hero was Josh Sloan, the punter. Nice. Good name. Good name. Yes. Yeah, pinning them deep, you know, for that safety. Um, And shoot, man, uh, Dana Dimble's got to be getting that contract extension now, right? It yeah. Happen, right? Well, well, this is the interesting thing, right? Because we talked about the bonus that he's earning from this uh, $60,000, just around a, a bonus that he's getting t- uh, for his team to become bowl eligible for the first time under his tenure. But Dana Dimmel did not get that extension last year from Jim Center, said that he felt like it, he wasn't the right time, he wasn't ready to give it to him. Uh, I know that Dana talked about, and you were there, Colin, where he, he just kind of dropped it as a, a little nugget in his uh, press conference. Conference where he mentioned that his agent was in town for some unspecified reason. Would love to know if behind closed doors his agent was talking with Jim Center about a contract extension, and would also love to know if that's been already done. You know, if that's the case. I mean, we're totally speculating here, but uh, I'm with you completely. I believe Dana Dimmel deserves the extension. How could you? How could you uh, think otherwise after watching this team and kind of the you know I, I guess rejuvenation he's brought to this program. Yeah, and it's been it's been so fantastic to see it. I mean, how uh, you know how hard how hard they work every single week. Uh, the re- this is this is ha- this is one of the toughest rebuilds of any of any program in college football. I mean, just where it was in 2017. I got I got here in 2018, and um, you know, obviously they win one game 2018, 2019. Thought it was going to happen last year. It kind of I mean, it kind of did in a lot of ways, but. Um, you know, it's just the, where they where they've gotten in, in a, it's such a short time under his direction. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit for it. He's gonna get he's gonna get that contract extension. It's only a matter of time. So, anyways, um, I'll let you guys go, man. I'm just I just I just wanted to say that I think he deserves a contract extension. I think I think a lot of UTEP fans are probably coming around on him, uh, who are harder than they should have been on him the last three years. Um, so. That's just, I just wanted to make sure that was said at, at, at 1 a.m. On a, on a Saturday morning. Well, I promise you this, Colin. Yeah, hey, there you go. And I, I really appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for always tuning in and, uh, you know, you know, uh, joining us here on the show here this late after getting off with KTSM. Um, Colin is definitely right. Dana Dimmel deserves it at this point. He had been ridiculed by the UTEP fan base. He had been, uh, you know, fans were calling for his head in year one. They were saying that he should be fired. They they don't like the style of play. We are seeing fans tweet us. They're, we're seeing fans call us saying that they are, they are admitting that they are wrong. I'll admit that I was even wrong at some points because I didn't know. I, I was at, at many points of this uh, Dana Dimmel t- uh, tenure wondering if this would change, wondering if he would ever turn things around with this program. And he proved that this Kansas State model that he really emphasized when he first landed here in El Paso uh, could work. It, it's built with blue chip junior college athletes. When all the other Conference USA coaches and programs are out in the transfer portal grabbing, snatching these grad transfer D1 mm-hmm. prospects, you know, uh, Louisiana Tech prime example, getting Austin Kendall uh, from West Virginia, getting him as a grad transfer and inserting him as their starting quarterback right away. Instead of doing that, Dana Dimmel says, no, 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 I don't want the, the D1 guy. I don't want the FBS transfer. I don't want the grad transfer. I want the junior college guy. I want the diamond in the rough. I want the Jacob Cowing from Maricopa, Arizona, who no one knew uh, coming out of high school. Texas gave him a sniff, and that was about it. But no one knew Jacob Cowing. Look at this guy. He could play on Sundays, uh, you know, come come very, very soon. And what Jacob Cowing has done, nine catches, uh, 166 yards, his 10th 
100-yard receiving game uh, in his UTEP career, only three away from tying the program best. What Jacob Cowing has done has been uh, very, very special just in itself. But, yeah, you, you really got to look at this Dana Dimmel model, and it worked. It, it worked, and, you know, there's a lot of people who are skeptics, but he proved everybody wrong. You know what, Adrian, check this out. Quote, entering year four under Dimmel, the Miners are 2-6 and six in games that are decided by seven points or less, with the lone wins coming against non-conference FCF's opponents Houston Baptist and Abilene Christian. Also, the potential to make a positive change this season is there, but this is where the results are a major priority. Coach Dimmel will have his best year with his best team thus far, but will it be enough to break the losing season streak? End quote. Salvador Montes. Wow. I wrote that. And uh, this is a guy who's Good job. <laughs> proven me wrong big time this year. Um, I mean, the most important part, though, it's not even about me, but you're not going to make it about me, right? But in all seriousness, though, you could tell that those guys not only believe in the system, but they believe in him as a coach. They believe in the entire coaching staff as well. But we're talking about Dimmel here and a guy who's faced a lot of scrutiny, a lot of uh, disrespect over the years, even in some uncalled for tweets. I mean, I get it if you send him a tweet talking about the game and stuff, but, you know, people attacking the family and and different things like that. He's faced all that and basically just brushed it off his shoulders and now has his UTEP minor team at 6-1 and after seven games. But, like, tunnel vision. Like, doesn't even acknowledge it because, let's be honest, like, Kugler, when he would deal with uh, with criticism, it often was met with like this fierce, you know, he was very defensive. He would take the ownership. He would say, yeah. this was on me. Don't blame the players. This loss was on me. That was that was Kugler's style. Tim Floyd's style was, hey, you know, college basketball is changing. You know, you know he'd, he'd kind of go off on these tangents. Then he'd get mad at reporters, get pretty frustrated after losses. Didn't really handle that kind of adversity that well during the, some of the bad mm-hmm. days when he was a coach. Uh, same with Rodney Terry. You know, sometimes he wouldn't even come and do postgame uh, as we would do, you know, interviews after every basketball game. Sometimes he wouldn't even do that, um, you know, just simply because – of the frustrations I'm sure that were going on in that locker room. Dana Dimmel, I, you got to tip your hat off because he's very composed and he's yeah. he's a guy who's very level-headed. He's not going to go different ways. He's not going to get give you a soundbite where you're just like, "What is he saying?" or, you know, he's going off on you or anything like that. Very very level-headed. Yeah, a guy who's remained um who's had a consistent type of positivity in all of his interviews. I mean, it hasn't really changed. You can listen to an interview from the first year and uh, this year. The only difference is uh, when he's talking about the score at the end. That's literally the only difference. But to see this team uh, rally around him like they have over these last couple years and for them to finally put up wins, uh, I'm pretty sure he's super happy about that. And he has a lot a lot of, uh, of things to still accomplish yeah. with this UTEP football team. Let's be honest, still. We'll pump the brakes and say, hey, he's done, a, he's done a good job this year at trying to turn things around and trying to solidify why he is the head coach here at UTEP. He still has got a lot more to do, and he, I think he would be the first one to tell you that as well. Let's go to Augustine, who's joining us on the phone lines, 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue. Yeah, man, it's, it's past 1 o'clock. Got to wrap things up soon. Augustine, what's going on, my man? Finally, my turn, buddy. I know, finally. Gosh, I know. We're, we're finally getting to you. Well, it's it's great. I'm so Gosh. glad that we got you. You got the floor. Go ahead, Augustine. I just want to say two things. Happy that the Miners are winning. Happy that they're doing it 
good, ugly, or bad, but they're still winning. One thing I would disagree with, I think it was two callers ago, something about the a bandwagon fans. Let people just root for the team and, and deal with it. Stop calling fans bandwagon or anything like that and let them just, the only fan that has the right to call anybody a bandwagon fan is Pat. Other than that, if you're a fan, you have, you know, if you're not like Pat, you have no right to say anything. And even and even Pat doesn't say that. Even Pat says the more the merrier. And on the Dana Demo thing and the extension, completely disagree. It's one of course you year. of course you uh, definitely disagree. Keep going, but wait, wait, wait. Keep going with the with the understanding that this is your four of five. So he's facing the extension, whether you like it or not. Uh, whether they extend him or say, okay, no, we're not going to go with you. We're going with someone someone else. I mean, you still got a year to decide that because next year, I mean, if this continues to next year, yes, give him the extension. But it's one year. It's one year, and it's barely bowl eligible. So, Augustine, answer I mean, me this: When's the last time uh, UTEP has won more than six games? Uh, Coogler. Okay. Yeah. The, yep. Uh, twenty twenty fourteen. You're exactly right. So I, I you know, I, I that I just have to say that that we. I mean, we want the miners to win and all that, but we have to be really careful about giving somebody uh, an extension, especially with the kind of contract he had before. So, I mean, it's all good and dandy that he's winning and all that, but but it's still one year and they're bowl eligible. We, 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 we cannot take for granted the past and how the past has gone. Okay. All right, man. I got you. And, 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 and if fans want to go to the game, go. I mean, the, 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 they're winning. Just go. Don't 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 uh, don't don't tell fans not to go and to call them bandwagon. Come on. I hear you. I hear you. I, I think that there are the bandwagon fans who are going to hop on board and who are going to ride the wave. But the problem, the problem with those bandwagon fans, Augustine, is as soon as UTEP loses, like let's say there's a, a big group of fans who go to the UTSA game and UTEP were to lose that game, those bandwagon fans would hop off immediately. They would say, "Oh, well, UTSA, UTEP should beat them," you know, uh, and they would get all frustrated. When in reality, UTSA is actually a really good team, seven and zero, will probably be ranked. This upcoming week uh, in the AP Top 25, so I, I'm just curious to see just the overall, re- you know, response after this win, how people will take it moving forward, all that kind of stuff. But I, I hear you, man. I, I get it that you're not currently there right now when it comes to Dana Dimmel. I think there are a lot of people who are at that point. Uh, and I, again, I appreciate the phone call, Augustine. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. As we continue here on Minor Talk, let's go back to uh, Twitter. Check it in. It's Leo underscore minor fan. Good morning. Go minor talk, y'all. If UTEP is 7-1 and one and UTSA is 8-0 on November 6th, does the NCAA flex games and it could be nationally televised? Might suck for attendance. And do you all expect the offense to get better as the season goes on? Hashtag consistency. <laughs> Uh, great, two great questions by Leo. He's he's done his homework. He's coming in hot with some two questions. Number one, nationally televised game, UTEP-UTSA. 
Uh, I'm all for it. I'm number one firm proponent of nationally televised UTEP UTSA. Uh, let's see if it happens. Maybe even ESPNU. What do you think, Sal? That would be awesome. As a matter of fact, um, there's even some people on Twitter, some major accounts, Reddit college football account tweeted. Love it. We're getting close to the possibility of a one-loss UTEP hosting an undefeated UTSA in the Sun Bowl on November 6th at college game day in yes. El Paso would be kind of rad, especially with UTEP's Bhutanese architecture. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So if these two teams can keep it up, that would be one for the ages as well. And it sets it up right then and there. Lee Corso coming in here to the Sun Bowl, <laughs> making some picks. He puts on the he puts on the pickaxe or no, he gets rowdy on and then throws that and then puts the Peter Pete hat on. You know what this reminds me of? Uh I, I think they were still in Conference USA at the time. If not, they had just bolted for the American. But it reminds me of that uh, SMU-Houston game when both of those teams were really good. And I think Houston was ranked that year. And Corso was looking for the SMU uh, Mustang hat. And you know which one I'm referring to? Yes, I, yeah. I do know which one. And he's one. like, ah, whatever, just give me the Houston one. And I said that for lack of a phrase. I can't say it on here. But uh, that's what it kind of reminds me of, assuming these two teams <laughs> are able to meet up in the fashion that uh, Reddit College Football mentioned. Just give me ESPNU. I'm cool with that. I'm I'm totally understanding that uh, college game day won't come here. Just give me ESPNU. Give me some nationally televised game so UTEP can get some recognition, uh, at least in my eyes. His second question, uh, do you all expect the offense to get better as the season goes on? You know, I don't know, Leo. Mm-hmm. I, I've been worried about this offense, but, hey, the worry kind of goes away when you understand that UTEP scores right away on their opening drive like every single game. This has become a nice yeah. trend for this team they'll try to put teams out early and then they'll ease they'll pump that break they'll they'll push that break non-stop and that's that's what worries me right there for UTEP is that uh when they push the break a little bit the other team could always rally back but that defense is stout I mean they're, they're the ones who remain intact my biggest question is when are we going to get the best you know running performance against a very good quality team uh, we talked about it being okay, 105 on the ground, but just didn't really have that standout guy today and two fumbles among the UTEP running backs. So that was the part where it's a little shaky. That's the part where you're a little question, can they get uh, to another level? I think the the area that they get, the way that they get to another level is through the passing game. Yeah. Gavin Hardison, Jacob Cowing, Justin Garrett, that's how they get to another level. I think uh... – I agree in that part, but I also think there's one thing that could take them to another level, and that would be to not turn the ball over as much. I mean, they're fortunate to have the defense that they do. This defense is just a power so far this year. But in my opinion, after the win, in my nitpicking opinion, I think um, they're definitely going to have to put some more points on the board because four turnovers, and also there was four fumbles, but one of them uh, UTEP was able to recover on their own. Um, That could plague them in games where the offense has figured out the defense or is able to move the ball in some respects. So for the Miners to get out to that two-touchdown lead early, it's awesome. But at the same time, there were plenty of chances for them to capitalize on offense and um, just came up uh, really short. I think three of those turnovers, before I turn it back to you, three of those turnovers in La Tech territory. Yeah, that was another big problem is they they couldn't capitalize or finish off those drives and instead they turned into turnovers, which is not good for that offense. Mm-hmm. They, they need to capitalize on those things. They also need to capitalize better on turnovers when they when they get it from uh, their, yeah. their opponents. So you didn't see that today. That's the, that's the only, nit, you know, we're being nitpicky right here. That's the only part that you'd kind of nitpick 
pick for this UTEP offense. But great question there by Leo. Hey, we're long overdue for a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up here on the show, give us some awards, uh, look over to next week, um, and uh, y- and talk a little bit more, actually, and also read some more tweets. Just as I'm saying this, we're getting some more tweets coming our way. UTEP defeats Louisiana Tech 19-3. to They're bowl eligible for the first time since 2014. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. Welcome back to Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, 880-5763. If you'd like to duck in a late call, now's the time to do it. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. A lot of people still checking in. Really appreciate that here on the show as well. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Eddie Morelos checks in. Bowl opportunities for UTEP. Check it out. Adrian on Minor Talk uh, sending me over some bowl eligibility list with college football. Really good story on this. I love this one right here by Eddie Morelos who who sent this over to us. Conference USA affiliate bowl bowl tie-ins. The Bahamas Bowl versus the MAC. The Hawaii Bowl. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl. Actually, Hawaii Bowl is not this year. It's next year in 2024, and it's not this year. So they skip a year for the Hawaii Bowl and Conference USA affiliation. New Mexico Bowl versus the Mountain West. The Independence Bowl versus BYU, if that's the case. If BYU could uh, you know, qualify for that, or they, they look to a different conference, if that's the case. Uh, the New Orleans Bowl versus the Sun Belt. To be determined among group of five conferences, the Cure Bowl, which is the group of five versus Army, possibly the Armed Forces Bowl, which we talked about before, the Boca Raton Bowl, the First Responder Bowl, and then the Frisco Bowl. I like it right there um, from Eddie Morelos, who's sending us that on Twitter. Uh, TaylorMade, 1967. I know who this is, our, our guy TaylorMade. I would say UTEP has the edge over UTSA with the home field advantage. Let's beat FAU. Hashtag minor talk. Wow, man. man. There's a lot of people, a lot of people who called us today, Sal, who think UTEP could beat UTSA. Hey, man, Battle of the Birds. They got the Owls up, and then they have the Roadrunners right after that. We'll see if the pickaxe could could take them down. But, no, in all seriousness, though, um, that UTSA team is a big beast, man. And, and I'm not doing any foreshadowing here in terms of predictions, uh, but, but I will say that UTSA will come to play. This is a team that um, Jeff Trailer really has, you know, has ready to make plays whenever they want because not only did they win today, Adrian, it was a 45 to no, uh, nothing um, demolish yeah. of Rice, too. And these guys didn't hold any bars back. Matter of fact, I think they had two pick sixes as well. So not only has their defense been playing solid, or did they play solid today and throughout various parts of this, uh, this season, but those two pick sixes, I mean, you worry about that offense with Sincere McCormick and company, um, but their defense is putting up numbers as well. Yeah, that's going to be tough. First off, it's going to be a tough one because it's the one of the best offenses in conference USA, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, UTSA versus a very good UTEP defense. I mean, they, they've got to be in the upper echelon now of conference USA. You might talk about them as a top four, top three defense in all of this league, uh, but like you said, 
it's not just about their offense. It's also about their defense. I'm worried about UTEP and tr- being turnover prone offensively. Even though they're getting the takeaways on defense, you still yeah. have to be a little skeptical on how how many turnovers they. Let's just say it like it is. How many turnovers they're going to have per game? You got to be able to put points on the board in Conference USA if you want to win games. Yes, defense is going to win you games, but if you want to take that next step, uh, that offense really has to be on par. They have the talent to do it, though. We're not we're not saying that they can't. This is a team that is a big play offense, even though um, the label by majority would be they're a run first. But when you have guys like Jacob Cowan and uh, and uh, Garrett on your offense, you can't leave it to the defense to decide the game for you. I'm with you on that completely. Let's get to some awards, Sal, uh, before we wrap things up here on the show. First off, it's our drive of the game brought to you by our friends at the Oscar Arietta Agency. Our drive of the game will go to the first drive for UTEP, 13-play, 75-yard drive, capped off by a 16-yard rushing touchdown by Deion Hankins. This drive lasted 5 minutes and 41 seconds, set the tone for UTEP really early on. Deion Hankins scores on this carry. Hankins now shifts to Hardison's right. Snap is back. Hankins will carry. Cuts it back. 15, 10, That'll five. be six. Hankins is into the end zone. Touchdown, Miners. Don't you love Kevin Perry? I love Kevin Perry. You know what? I got to give a big shout out to KP. This is a guy that I was really cool with when he was a minor yes. and uh, still pretty cool with, you know, now that he's doing his thing. But uh, definitely want to give a big, big shout out to him. Amazing job today as well. Yes. I mean, this guy with incredible insight is something that he said that really stuck out to me was um, how he was mentioning LaTeX's offensive line. Okay. How they were doing max protection um, you know, adjustments throughout various parts of the game. But I say that to you, and then I ask you this, Adrian. What did you notice about LaTeX's offensive line? Well, they caved right. Okay, okay, this is what I noticed. Every time they'd come off the block, they would try to, to push up front. The ends ca- continued to collapse around, so Kendall would always step up into the pocket. Where did I go wrong? Is that almost uh, correct? No, that's pretty much it. I was just going to say how they couldn't handle the UTEP defensive line. There you go. <laughs> and, and that right there is just one example of how they couldn't handle it. Nice. I like that. Well, anyways, that is our drive of the game brought to you by our great friends at the Oscar Arietta Agency. Big shout out again to Kevin Perry, who is on the team, uh, on our broadcast team, filling in for Mike Perez, who joined uh, the TV broadcast with our good friend Eric Elkin on e- on ESPN+. And uh, also another thing on Kevin Perry, uh, a really solid tight end for the Miners, but yes. a UTEP basketball player as well. Two-sport athlete. Yeah. Love it with KP. Uh, if you need auto insurance, trust only one expert here in the local area. It's the Oscar Adi at the agency. Turn to them for comprehensive auto insurance. Now, if you're like me, who uh, was on the road this past weekend and uh, getting ready for a vacation, make sure that you've got the proper insurance when you take that next trip. It's the Oscar Adi at the agency who can help you out. Seven locations across El Paso. If you live in Fabens, if you live on the west side, they've got you covered. Go online. OscarAddyAtTheAgency.com. Find the nearest location to you and get started today. Now let's turn the corner, go over to our Legacy Wellness uh, Golden Nugget Award of tonight's 
uh, of tonight's game. It goes to defensive end Jadrian Taylor. What a performance he had. Three and a half sacks tonight. Had a very similar performance that Praise Mehule had in that victory against Louisiana, uh, excuse me, in a loss against Louisiana Tech last year. He had a very similar performance tonight. The way he was able to get after the quarterback, I thought he could have had four and a half sacks the way he was playing tonight. Uh, Jadrian Taylor, what a game he had emerging on that defensive front. Sal, anything else you'd like to add on on JT? Uh, JT, just an amazing, amazing performance tonight. We talked about uh, the impact that he had, um, and we talked about the defensive line, but when you pair him with the rest of the dogs out there, um, this team is is really kind of shaping to the identity of, uh, well, of course, we know the defense, but it all starts up front, and those guys make the job easier for the guys behind them and the guys that are behind the linebackers. Saw three interceptions today. Great, great job by uh, Richardson, Wilson, and Knight. But those interceptions really um, had some big help from the defensive line. Legacy Wellness Center is next to the Upper Valley Urgent Care on the corner of Red and Donovan. Trust them for all CBD Delta 8 products. That's Legacy Wellness Center. Uh, I recommend their CBN tinctures. They can help you get a better night's sleep if you're like us and you're staying up to almost 2 o'clock in the morning and you need uh, help with uh, a good night's rest. Trust Legacy Wellness. They'll be able to help you out when it comes to things like that. Stop by their store, 120 East Red Road, or check them out on online legacywellnesscenter.com sal back to you yeah you know what i mentioned the interceptions but i didn't mention the safety back to back weeks with the safety great call sal i'm super happy you mentioned that uh blake thompson right uh yeah and i have it here if you want to run it yeah let's do it first down at the one yard line down at the closed end of the stadium they give it away to williams and he's tackled in the end zone did he get out it's a safety I love it. Yeah, and that was huge for UTEP. I mean, that really swung momentum for the Miners in this one. Uh, a lot of great performances tonight by this UTEP defense. The three interceptions they had today, the safety, the three and a half sacks by Jadrian Taylor. This defense came up huge tonight, allowing just 276 yards of total offense against Louisiana Tech. Only three three points tonight. Sal, they even had one where it was a fumble on De- for Deion Hankins inside the 10-yard line. They get bumped back because of an unsportsmanlike conduct yeah. penalty. What happens just three plays later, another interception. Yeah, this team able to really minimize the mistakes of the offense. I mean, I don't know how to say it in any other way. Seem able to withstand those kind of uh, plays that would put them in a hole, plays that would completely change momentum, but then they make momentum-changing plays on their end. And Adrian, in years past, we've seen plays like that that kind of, you know, derail uh, the UTEP team. And it could be at any point in the game, but for for lack of a better phrase, earlier on in the game and, you know, everything kind of just changes after that. But this defense rising to the occasion, accepting the challenge every single time. It didn't matter how many times they had to be out there and give the momentum back to the Miners. They did it. Man, they, they really did. Bowl eligibility, first time in seven years. That's how we're wrapping things up here on the show. Uh, UTEP turns the page next week, gets ready for a bye week, and then uh, takes on Florida Atlantic. That should be a great one. Um, no show next week. It should be an, an interesting one uh, just to kind of monitor UTEP in, in this bye week and just uh, seeing how they continue to stay healthy, uh, continue to stay mo- um, you know active, and also have that kind of you know momentum that they can carry through this, th- through this week. That's a 
very important thing to watch as well. Um, I like the UTEP support tonight. Let's see if they can get a better crowd uh, three weeks from now against UTSA. That game will be huge, huge, Sal. Um, One last thing before we wrap things up. This is just a great feeling. I'm just very happy for the city of El Paso because UTEP football has been in the dumps for so long. Mm -hmm. I mean, the last half decade was miserable. Uh, The the winless season was very rough and and had so much adversity. But it's not just for the fans. It's not just for, you know, the people who go to these UTEP games or, you know, even the coaches. It's for the players who, um, you know, have been working really hard at this, who have been sticking it out. There were players who left and who transferred away from this program, didn't believe in this process. It took a long time, but they're finally here. They're at the point where they are winning football games. That's something that we have not said uh, in a very long time for UTEP football. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it's against. These are games that they would drop before. They're finally finding ways to win these games, and um, they're having some fun while they're doing it. The fans who went out tonight definitely saw a great show. So when the Miners take on the Owls in two weeks, should be a good one. No action for FAU Tonight, they had the bye week, but they're coming off of a loss against um, against the UAB, a 31-14 loss. But the Miners will be taking on FAU right after they take on Charlotte. So FAU taking on two pickaxe teams, but their game is going to be on Thursday, October 21st. So although they get the bye week, it's kind of like they're going to have an extended week. Uh, or they had the bye week, rather. They're going to kind of have an extended week against the Miners with the Miners coming off of their bye. Sal, we're only three weeks away from Miner Talk basketball. Wow. Bring How crazy on. is that? I'm excited. Joe about Golding it. era. And you know what? Interesting you mentioned that. He was on the um on the halftime interview with John no Teicher. Way. Yeah, and he was talking about of course, being the coach of the minors, but just kind of diving into it and um, what he's appreciated so far. Of course, he's talking about the hard work that the guys give, all that stuff. They're, they're going to go all out for him, but how he loves El Paso and wants to be part of the city. So he's doing extra things really to uh, to invest in the community because he wants the community to invest in the team. Lack of a, you know, kind of paraphrasing here, but pretty much the gist of it. 2021-2022, the year of UTEP Athletics on the rise. Hey, man. Shout out to UTEP Volleyball as well. I think they played Southern Miss today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know You're for exactly sure. exactly right. They swept whoever it is that they played. Beat them in five sets. Exactly. Yep. They, be, they, they won today against Southern Miss. Great call, Sal. Really happy you mentioned that. Uh, that will wrap us up today. UTEP defeats La Tech 19-3. to He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long. Thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk. Thanks for calling in, tweeting us. We'll get this on the podcast later on as well. And you are listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Have a great night, everybody. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Pick up a clear bag at any one of their seven locations across El Paso. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcast. Six hundred ESPN El Paso and ninety five five KLAQ present Utah Football twenty twenty one. 
This is Adrian Broaddus. With Sal Montes. This season, you'll hear a mix of UTEP football games live on KLAQ and 600 ESPN El Paso. Pick or treat Saturday, October 30th at Florida Atlantic. And after the game, get ready for Minor Talk. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso.